What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I'm your host, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, Joe Kilgallen. How's everyone doing? Back at you. Back to fun stuff on the podcast. Thank you to everyone, though. I do have to say this, honestly, from uh, from the depth of my heart. Where the fuck was going on this? Anyway, I was gonna, I was very, um, very grateful to everyone who reached out to me uh, based off the last podcast. The last episode of the podcast, you know, I talked about my father passing away, which is something yeah, I'm still I'm going to be dealing with for a long, long time. Um, and it was very hard. It was a hard episode to do, obviously, but I felt it's therapeutic in a sense, too. You know what I mean? Anyway, but I did say during that episode that I need that the podcast is going to go back to being a funny, fun podcast, like a silly, you know, podcast. And because the whole month of January was death leading into my father's death, which was obviously the worst for me um so we're gonna go we're gonna go back to fucking we're gonna go back to like you know talking shit in a fun way you know what i mean we're gonna go back to being silly motherfuckers on this thing right you, you got some alcohol in front of you pour a little drink i will not be because i drank last night and paid for it a lot today you ever have that moment where you're like i didn't puke though that was a victory because i thought i was gonna vomit i was not drunk when i got home so i don't know how i woke up with a hangover is that just where I'm at in my life now? Do you hit a certain age where your body's just like, mm, fuck it and fuck you. And then and they have to deal with that because I'm, I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. It's making me really rethink because then the next morning you're like, how, how did I not have a couple glasses of water while I drank? How do I not remember to do that? You got to hydrate people. Next time you're there, say, hey, bartender, I'll take a pint and I'll also let some ice water be nice. You should have to say ice water, by the way. You should just say water. Imagine if you ordered water at a restaurant or bar and they showed up with a glass of water, no ice. You would look at that person like they were insane. You'd be like, what the fuck is this, man? Just water, no ice. Water in a glass, this is great, man. Seriously. What is there, an ice shortage? You get back in there and you shove some fucking ice cubes in this glass, but then you don't want to talk like that because then you're going to get some spit in that glass too. But either way, you'd definitely be questioning their mental wherewithal, you know? I can't even imagine that unless you unless you request no ice. I could see requesting. Let's go easy on the ice. Not for water, though. For water, you're like, I don't give a shit. If, if your natural inclination is to have that thing ice from top to bottom, bottom to top, then fine. I can understand when you order a nice Coca-Cola classic at a restaurant and you're like, hey, easy on the ice because I know what you're fucking doing. OK, one of your corporate overlords had a big meeting and said, hey, servers, right? It used to be waiters and waitresses, by the way. Now everyone's a server, which I think is more offensive. Okay, I waited tables, and I was when I was called a server, I'm like, hey, I'm a person, damn it. Server, what do you want me to do? Huh? Do I, do I have to genuflect when I enter this restaurant to you, asshole? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just feel like if you're a waiter or a waitress, it's cool. But then what's the they thems for waiter waitresses? We're in a whole new world. I don't, I don't know what that would be. Maybe they do want to be called server. I just never liked it. I never liked the way that sounded server. Bartender sounds all right. I like barkeep. Yo, barkeep. Because I'm keeping the bar. You know, I'm, I'm the keeper of it. Yeah, you respect the bartender. Servers get pushed around, which is not right. It is not right. But if someone said, hey, I know what they did to you here. Right? One of the, your corporate stooges of a boss said to you, when they order any kind of beverage, you fill it with ice. That way we're not getting rid of that much of it. That's that's how it comes about. That's why old tough guys, when they order their whiskey, they go neat. 
because they think you put on the ice in it, you're making their whiskey weak. And they go, hey, look at me. You think I fought the Japanese to drink weak whiskey? I don't think so, Sonny Boy Jim. You're like, my name's Joe. It's like, not today. You're a Sonny Boy Jim. And then you have to respect that because they fought for this country. Something to think about. So anyway, I wanted to thank everybody. But now we are back to your regular scheduled programming. Who knows? Maybe I'll break down and cry a few times every now and then. But you know what? For the next half hour, it's going to be some fun times here. So I, again, I wanted to thank everybody. If you are checking out the podcast for the first time, I don't know why I always preference that. My good friend Cole Cabana said you should always tell people what they're getting into. Well, I'm going to tell you what you guys are getting into. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll tell you the topics ahead of time to save you, the listener, some time. Maybe you'll be like, Joe, I don't give a shit about any of these topics. And then you, you turn off. But I like to go with it. So, so, you, so you might miss out on some gems. You know what I want to talk about right off the gate? The Patreon, by the way. No, here's what I do want to talk about, though. I will be in New York City doing some shows at the end of March. Not really the end of March. I'll be there Wednesday, March 16th. I'll be doing Community Show at the Gutter Bar in Brooklyn. And then I'll also be doing it on Saturday, March 20th at the Gutter Bar. They do two shows, the Community Show branch in New York City. And then I'll probably have a couple along the way, although I am kind of looking forward to it as almost like a mini vacation, too. Obviously, you guys know I've been going through some stuff, so looking forward to that. So any New York friends, any friends in that East Coast area who could get to New York quickly, come on down, come see a show. I'll have ticket information as we get closer and closer to the date. So I wanted to put that out there right away. But I also wanted to throw this one out there. Here's a weird thing I'd like to discuss with you guys. Remember when people were trying to be suave and they would kiss your hand? Not Maybe not me or you, because we might be dudes, but I was watching an old TV show. Not even that old. I think it was like 2007 or something like that. It was the show How I Met Your Mother. And Neil Patrick Harris plays a character named Barney Stinson. He's a real womanizer. And Barney Stinson, not Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris in real life is a homosexual man. But he played a great straight guy, because it's called acting. And at the same time, as he was a star on that show, there's a show called Modern Family, in which the actor Eric Stone Street played a guy named Cameron, Cam they called him, and he was a gay man. And he was the funniest gay man on television, in my opinion, played by a straight man, and the funniest straight man was played by a gay man. See? It's called acting. These guys are good. They're good at it, right? So Barney meets the character Ted, who's like the main character's sister, and she's a little piece, you know? And he's the... You know, telling him the whole time I can't wait to meet your sister one day. I'm gonna thank the hell out of her, you know, talking, talking like you do. And he finally meets her and he takes her hand and he kisses it. And she seemed a little impressed, but in my head, I'm like, man, if I was a woman and I'm I go to put my hand out to shake a dude's hand and he takes it, first of all, you can't kiss it like you're shaking a hand. You have to turn the person's wrist over like this. If you guys are watching the YouTube on YouTube, like they kind of do a thing where they take your hand like a shake, but then they turn it and then they bend it. And then they kiss like the top part of your hand there, you know, the hand, the part of your hand that gets stamped when you go to a bar and that and they, they plant their lips on there. And part of you'd be thinking like, well, at least I don't touch other things with that part of my hand. That'd be weird if they kissed your fingertips. What the fuck? You know, but like, it's still a, a weird thing. I think knowing me as a person, if someone, I put my hand out the regular way and someone takes it up a little higher then turns it over, bends it. Before they could even get their lips close to that hand, my fucking left is coming right through their dome. Okay? I'm coming through with a strong left cross. Because what the fuck are you doing, man? You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to twist my hand around so you can kiss it? You're, you're going to kiss 
my hand. Wow. I mean, this is some of the shit that women put up with for so long because they were afraid, like, if I mean to him, he could hit me because that was society for a long time. If you were rude to a man, even a little bit, you were getting five fresh ones across your cheek. What, what a horrible existence. I'm glad, you know, I'm still, obviously there's still some work to be done, right? Women still get mistreated. Parts of this world are worse than others. But at least we've come long away enough where I'm pretty sure post pandemic, especially now, imagine seeing, imagine witnessing that in 2022, you're a dude and you see another dude twist a woman's hand to kiss it. You'd be like, what the fuck year is this? You'd be like, well, what would you just get off a horse guy? What's, what's happening right now? Are you a knight? Who the, f unless you're a knight, I feel like if you are a knight, you don't even have to be in the shining armor, but if you're a knight, I feel like you could kiss a woman's hand. And even if she at first was like, what the, f what are you doing right now? And he's like, well, I'm sorry, but I'm a knight. I think she'd be like, oh, well, shit, man. Maybe lead off with that. Yeah, you could kiss my hand. Fucking give it a lick. I don't give a fuck. You're a knight. You've earned it. There's certain jobs where you earn a certain type of behavior. You know? Like, I feel like pilots should be allowed to cut people in line. You know, if I'm in line to get like a hot dog somewhere and this dude cuts, I'm like, hey, hey, what, the, what, what are you doing? You, you, you think you just cut people? And then he turns around and goes, I'm, I'm a pilot. I'd be like, well, all right. Go right ahead. You know, I, that, I feel like that earns it a little bit, certain behaviors. You know, you ever see someone and they're like, well, who the fuck dresses this way? And then someone whispers to you, oh, he's in a band. And you go, oh, okay, that's cool then. It just makes sense. It is funny about the that dichotomy of people. I'm all for people dressing however it makes you comfortable. Whatever, whatever you like. I've never judged people on their clothes. Even when I was really little, I think I was kind of smart enough to be aware of the fact that, wait a minute. Because I had friends who wore all the stuff that, like, you know, they were Nike this, Nike that. I remember grade school, people like those pants that snapped off, which I would love a pair of those right now. I think at my age, that'd be fun in the bedroom. Surprise my wife with those. You know, like the pants that the NBA players would you know, snap off to run out in the court. I got I to gotta get a pair of those. They, I'm sure they still sell them somewhere. Because I like the idea. Because she, she, she doesn't know I own a pair, right? I haven't told her yet. I, I mean, I don't. But when I do buy them, I'll be like, I'll keep that a secret. I won't be like, hey, guess what I bought the store today. I'll keep it a secret. And then that night, um, you know, I'll try to make her ask what time it is. And then she'll be like, what time is it? I'm like, oh, it's time for this. And then, right? Unsnap it. Throw it at her. You know? No underwear underneath. Already sporting full-on wood. Like the best wood. You know, to the point where like the, the wood was so strong, it started to unsnap it a little bit on its own on the sides. So that way, when I did the unsnap, only only like two buttons needed to be undone. That that would spice it up. You got to look for things to spice it up. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship for a long time, always look to spice things up. Snap pants, bring them back. But yeah, I had the friends who would wear all the stuff that you wore in the mid 90s with Tommy Hilfinger jeans beavis and butthead shirt right i mean these are cool these are fine stuff but then they would be like look at these freaks and i'm like these freaks dress like your favorite bands i don't that was the weirdest thing i've never been into the whole labels of like jock musician hipster you know a geek nerd i don't even know what the fuck the people call themselves these days but i can never understand that because I'm like, everyone kind of goes into everyone's circle. Also, why, why limit yourself? That's boring. I met a guy once who was like, oh, I'm not into sports. I like music. I'm like, oh, you can't like both, you fucking moron. You don't think there's musicians out there who like sports? I know they do. I've seen them at ball games. 
Okay, I saw Jack White at a Cubs game. He loved it. Eddie Vedder, releasing her pull gym, Cubs games. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, Cubs games. Okay, so like, it's a lot of really good musicians there. I don't know if Jack White's a Cubs fan. He was wearing a Cubs shirt. He was at the game. He's probably a Tigers fan, being from Detroit and all. But I just don't like anyone who's one-dimensional. I'm not saying you have to like everything. But the idea to make the statement, I don't like this because I like that. Weird. That's a weird person right there. Why would you, you know what I mean? It doesn't correlate. Would you like some steak? No, I like pizza. I, I Imagine that that was someone you knew. Like that's a personality type. Or anytime you asked them if they wanted or liked something, they responded with no. And not just no thank you. Or no, I'm not a fan. They have to tell you what they are a fan of. Right? Wouldn't that be weird? Hey, you want to go see the new Spider-Man movie? No, sorry. I like silent films. You'd be like, all right. You, I, I mean, I'm not going to go pay to see a silent film, but I'm not like anti-silent films. Why Why? Why can't you just say you don't want to see the movie? Why are you bringing it up? You know what I mean? That's a weirdo. That reminds me of the people who you ever been around these people. You'll say something like, oh, God, my fucking knee's killing me. And they're like, your knee's killing you. My back is on fire. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, never mind. Fuck my knee then. Your back hurts more than my knee, so so you win now. It's a weird person to be. I must have grown up around people who always were out doing them, so it becomes like an instinctual thing to them. Because just it'd be, it'd be bored as hell to be a friend with someone like that. Oh, my foot hurts. Your foot hurts? Okay, well, my collarbone is broken. It'd be like, really? Because now your fucking nose is too. And you come in with a headbutt. Why do I go to violence, everyone? Why do I resort to that? By the way, if you're checking out this podcast on the YouTube, my hair is out of control right now. You know what it was? I took a shower thinking that would help the hangover. It didn't really. Normally it does. And I went full hot and then I went full cold. You ever do that? You know, I had a dream that I was coming out of the shower. For whatever reason, a lot of women were there, like female friends of mine. No one, I, you know, not my wife, but like female friends. And they were like, oh, my God, we all thought you had been pretty good down there. What's going on? I'm like, it's a cold shower. They go, oh, that's what they all say. And I remember being like, why the fuck are you guys in these showers right now? And, I, and it's true, though. I, I take What I do is I take a warm shower. I probably talked about this on the podcast before. In the summer, I try to go full cold for the whole shower. Very tough to do. Uh, the cold shower wakes you up. I'm not a coffee guy. So it wakes you up, and it's got a lot of health benefits, they say. And by they, I mean fucking dudes on instagram i don't i believe them though because they all seem like they're healthy people and uh yeah it wakes you up it gives you a whoosh there's like a lot of benefits to it people do that cryotherapy so it's like a little mini version of that when you do a cold shower but in the winter do i live in chicago it's 18 degrees this morning I, i'm not gonna take a fucking full-on cold ass shower when it's also cold around me that's right so i take a hot shower do all the washing and nice, warm, like beautiful hot shower. It feels so good. You know, steamy. Love it, you know? And uh, kind, of, kind of where you're like, fuck, man. So a bunch of people walk down on me right now. I'd be happy with that because I am looking good. Then I go full on cold. I turn it cold. I try to do gradual, but sometimes I say, fuck it. And I turn that knob all the way to the cold side, and it comes out, and it's like, oh, shit. And you can't. it's hard to breathe even. You're like, Oh, and you got challenge yourself. You, I tell myself, I'm like, come on, you got this 20, 25 more seconds. You know, try to count to like 30 and get a good 30 seconds underneath there. And, um, and then I feel like I could take on the day and that helped the hangover a little bit. It did for a stretch. But then what I did was I laid down 
my hair wasn't fully dry. So then I laid down and when I woke up, my hair had this, like, I got a real Kramer thing going on right now. It's real, like sticking straight up. It looks thick. It's a thick quaff, but it's like, it's real. It almost looks like a dark red in this sense, in this camera angle. I think it's the lighting in here that makes it look that way though, but it, it straight up didn't like it. Um, but you know, I, I, I just wasn't feeling it today physically and mentally was, it was just one of those days where I decided I'm not going anywhere. I can't, I can't go out, <laughs> out into that cold, bitter world. I think not. I'm going to stay inside and watch television and see people kissing people's hands and thinking, I can't believe that was ever a thing. I got to do that. I'm going to make a list post on the Patreon of weird ass shit that probably should never come back. That was once a thing. Kissing someone's hand, top of the list. It's the top of the list one right there. All right. So um, in other news, uh, I'm a big Major League Baseball fan, and I don't understand. They're locked out right now, baseball. And there's talks of them, if they don't have a deal by Monday, they're going to postpone the season, meaning they won't start, won't get all 162 games in. And because of that, they'll tell the players you're not getting paid a full season salary. So if you're a baseball player and you already signed a contract for 2022 season and you're going to start to make $10 million, if they play any less than 162, they'll dock you per game. So if they get half the season in, you're getting $5 million as opposed to the full season of $10 million. And I think the owners are doing this to try to scare the players. Look, the owners have way more money than the players. So the owners could clearly hold out longer. But the players are also like, uh, we got some morals, okay? And we're not just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about future generations of players. This is a pro-union podcast, by the way, okay? And look, are there some bad unions out there? Yeah, of course. But as a whole, I think unions have done far, far more good than bad. We all have weekends. We all have, you know, anyone who has a job with any kind of benefits, you could thank unions. Even if you're not in a union yourself, unions paved the way for that shit. Just so you know, and working conditions Oh, back then do before unions became a thing, at least strong unions. It's amazing that unions weren't always a thing. Consider how America is a union, you know, uh, you know, if you tripped and fell at work, Oh, boss, I went to go put this on the top shelf. Like you told me I slipped off the ladder, just shattered my ankle. The boss would be like, Sucks to be you. You're fired. And that was that. And then unions came around and they were like, mm, we're not going to play that. We're not playing those games. Sonny Boy Jim. Everyone was Sonny Boy Jim back then. And uh, I mean, so, you know, a lot of good benefits came about it. Now, so whenever there's any kind of like beefs between ownership and players, I'm always on the player side. Why? I wanted to be a player. Uh, I also, you know, I'm in a union as an actor. Uh, but, but, and I pay to see the players. That's what I'm really going for. I wanted to be a player. I pay to see the players. I don't pay to see the owners. You know, some like the Green Bay Packers are like owned by their city. They, you know, what I mean, there's like a board of directors and stuff. Some people said, why doesn't every city do that? And it's kind of, yeah, there's a decent point to it. You know, if you think about it, you have like an elected people come out and vote for like a board of directors to run their team, to run. You know, if you live in Minnesota, okay, this is who we're going to put in charge of the Twins or whatever team. The taxpayers pay for the stadiums. Most stadiums have a good percentage of taxpayer funding, if not all in some cases. There's a few here or there where they're just completely paid out of privatized um, private money and all that stuff. But a lot of them are, you know, and I get the idea behind that. You know, these ball clubs say, hey, help us build this big state-of-the-art stadium. It's going to fit 80,000 people. We'll be able to hire all these people. 
It's going to have benefits for the area economically. Revenues are going to grow, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. And then the city's like, all right, yeah, good point. We'll help you. We'll help you flip the bill for that. But then, the, then they, they take some, I don't know. It just feels like most people who, most owners, it's one of those things where to own a professional team, you have to be rich as hell in all sorts of other industries. You know, like the Cubs, my team, they're valued at like $3 billion right now or $3.2 billion. It's not like there's some little kid out there who's like, my dream is to own a baseball team one day. Because everyone will tell them, okay, well, you got to go dominate a bunch of other fields. And by dominate, I'm your dad and I needed to be rich already. And I'm not. So you'll never own a team. That's really what it comes down to. The Cubs are owned by the Ricketts family. I've met Tom Ricketts before. Nice guy. Doesn't agree with a lot of stuff that's going on, but he seemed like a good enough dude. Um, but the thing is that that's a rich family. And a lot of these owners are just these big, rich families. And owning the team is just like a status symbol. Look at, look, look at a lot of them, and they don't really care. I think Mark Cuban, who owns Dallas Mavericks, he like legit was a fan as well. And the rest of these guys, I think, are just like, ah, it's a cool thing to own. You know what I mean? It's like we're swinging with the big dicks. And so then the fans get screwed over because the fans, it's like an outlet, especially in the cities like Chicago and Cleveland and Detroit and Indianapolis, Milwaukee, any city, New York, Boston, any city that has a hard winter, baseball in particular, you're looking forward to it. I'm not saying they don't look forward to sports in the warm weather cities too. They do. There's some big sports fans all over the country, no matter what your climate is. My point is though, it's not the same as when you're like, especially for baseball, when you have a ballpark like Wrigley field, that's just a, that's a, it means something to people. And to, to, you know, it's baseball is playing a dangerous game. They had the pandemic season. That was only 60 games. Last year, they didn't get the full fans until like June, which is like fine. You know, the April and May games were never completely sold out anyway in most ballparks, not the Cubs though. And then for them to not start on time and then to, and they're doing a lot of other dumb things too. They don't get streaming right. They do blackout restrictions. You know, they're making it hard to consume their product. That kills me. Some of these people who run these companies, it makes you think, how did you, how, how did you or your family accumulate enough wealth because you're, you guys are idiots. I see that in the bar business all the time. I've dealt with bar owners where I'm like, how the fuck? Like, who did you win the lottery? Who left you money where you could buy this? Because there's no way you saved up enough money to buy your own bar because you're a fucking idiot. You ever like, and some of these businesses, though, Major League Baseball is one of these businesses. And there's a lot out there where it's like, why are you making it hard for me to give you money? I'm trying to give you money and you're making it difficult. Why are you doing that? Baseball has blackout restrictions. So I have to have the Cubs run marquee network, which is a network they started two seasons ago. I It was on Hulu Live for a while. Then it went away because they couldn't strike a deal with Hulu to stay on there. So then people were like, well, then you got to get Comcast to get it. I'm like, I don't want to get Comcast to get it. Luckily, I was able to sneak around some stuff. I watch it. Don't miss any games. But still, it's one of those things where I'm like, Major League Baseball, just do a direct-to-fan thing. And now they're talking about it. And I heard the, the rumored price was $18 a month. Are you insane? Like everything they're doing is just so dumb. They're run by old, dumb people. It's old money where I feel like the owners in basketball, football, I don't know. They just own a day of the week. So it's really hard for them to screw that up. Although they try to, because I know they change rules in the NFL constantly, but football fans still, again, they own a day of the week. The NFL will constantly change rules and do dumb things. And football fans will show up every Sunday because it's just such a tradition. It's, it's, it's too, the NFL is too big to fail are too big to lose fans even. 
I mean, you really have to do a lot to make someone be like, I don't want to watch Death Nile anymore. But I've met fans of baseball, basketball, and hockey who have kind of been like, ah, I've drifted apart from that sport a little bit. Yeah, I'll go to a game that check the box scores here or there. I follow along. I know what's what, but I'm not glued to my television the way I once was. And that's what's going to happen. That's, I mean, you, you know, what's, what's, what's the new phrase all the kids use? Fuck around and find out. I think that's what Major League Baseball is doing right now. They're fucking around. And if they're not careful, they're going to find out. Ah, just took a nice sip of cherry Coke. When was the last time I guess I had cherry Coke? It's still good. Still holds up. Speaking of something that holds up, people were talking about the NFL halftime show like the last couple of weeks. I heard the song In the Club by 50 Cent by itself last night because I was playing poker and someone brought up 50 Cent and how, how oh, everyone's making, giving him a hard time for getting away. I thought we were all body positive. I guess it's not body positive with a dude, you know? And I'm like, yeah, the guy, people forget that he, it's 25 years ago he looked like, you know, he had an eight pack and all that. But I was talking about it. I'm like, yeah, the video that they used for the song in the club, in the club, which was 50 cents like breakout hit, was a really cool video concept. If you guys have a chance, YouTube, the official music video for in the club, it's basically Eminem and Dre discovered 50 cent and they signed him to their label. I think Shady Aftermath it's called. And they're like, they're like almost like in a lab and they're like creating him. That's what they kind of make the video come out to. And they show him like working out and like he's like running on a treadmill and he's doing all this other stuff. And he's hooked up to all these machines and there's like doctors like looking in at him and Dre and 50 Center and like this kind of studio watching him through like a, you know, two way mirror type of thing. And it's just it was a cool concept. And uh, and also I'm like, man, 50 Cent was such a badass back then. That dude was that was that's a kick ass song. I was listening to that with some people and I'm like, you know, as far as rap songs go, it does not get much better than this. As far as any song goes, it doesn't get much better than that. That is a good fucking tune. You hear that? You're going to move your body a little bit to the beat. Guy got shot nine times. Nine times that dude's got shot. I think he, in the, the one lyric is like, been hit nine times, now I walk with a limp. And then he goes, I'm all right. <laughs> that was a good fucking song. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Find me in the club. Bottle. All right, you guys, you guys don't want to hear me rap. I know. I apologize for even doing that. I am teasing something for the Patreon. I'm going to do an episode. I'm going to click record right when I'm done here. A real nice little solo one of where I'm going to talk about 50 uh, Cent at the halftime show. And then I'm going to talk about all the other great halftime shows. But not all of them. I'm going to talk about a few of them. And kind of bring people down on one. There's one that people think is the all-time greatest. And it's great, but we all, we've all we since overrated it a little bit. If you want to hear the thoughts on that, patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. All right, everybody. It's been really fun messing around with you guys on the podcast today. Try a cold shower, but make sure there are no one is going to see your penis afterwards. Okay. That's one lesson from the podcast. Other lesson from the podcast. Don't twist people's hands to kiss them. Don't, don't, don't kiss someone on the hand. That's it's a weirdo thing to do. Shake someone's hand and, and kiss it. Gross. And then, uh, and then the last one is, Hey, let 50 cent get a little husky. He's earned it. He's got a lot of money now. He's been through some things. If he wants to go, you know, crazy at the Cinnabon. He's earned the right. Okay. All right, everybody. This has been the Joe Kilgallen podcast for February 24th, 2022. Speaking of 2022, did you guys go nuts for that deuces wild thing? That two, 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 two thing. Everyone's like, it's two twenty two twenty two on a Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I guess I just can't really get all pumped up for it. 
I don't know. Uh, it was funny that everyone I knew was like, if you know girls who are into crystals, stay away from them today. It made me laugh a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, last point I guess I'll make, I, was, I, I saw a video of people dancing at the beach and they're all wearing headphones and they're dancing in unison. And I remember thinking to myself like, man, all right. And then I thought to myself, look, they're not bothering anybody. They're happy. It's peaceful. No one's hurting anyone. Good for them. Who am I to judge a bunch of dancing freaks along the sand? That's not nice, Joe, is what I told myself. See, you got to catch yourself in shitty judgmental behavior and correct it and be like, hey, maybe I'll go down to, sit to the beach and, and do all the, but it's the weird dancing though. They do all these things with their arms, with their flowing and a lot of limbs. And it's just like, I, I don't know. And they're like, almost they're grabbing something that's not really there and they're harnessing its energy. And I mean, I don't know, man. Why not just do like fucking the running man, right? Do a little bob the head, break it down low, do a little shoulder shimmy. I don't know. I'd, I think maybe I'd be okay with them if they were dancing like people who had any kind of rhythm instead of this weird snaky motion they're doing. It's bizarre. Anyway, though, you guys have been the best. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kill Gallon podcast. Cheers.